0: Welcome to Getting Curious. I'm Jonathan Van Ness, and every week I sit down for a 40-minute conversation with a brilliant expert, or in this case, experts, to learn all about something that makes me curious. On today's episode, I'm joined by the team behind the new Netflix film Arlo the Alligator Boy, which I'm also part of, where I ask them, how much do we love Arlo? Welcome to Getting Curious. This is Jonathan Van Ness. I'm so excited. This is a literal Getting Curious historical first. We have before had two guests at once. I think only one time, but never... (laughs) <laughs> Ever have we had four at once? <laughs> Welcome to the show. The writer and director of Arlo the Alligator Boy, Ryan Kriego. We have Blake Lemons, who is the co executive producer. We have Michael J. Woodard, who plays literal Arlo Beauregard himself, and Mary Lambert, who plays Bertie. And then there is me, who plays for Alicia. <laughs>
1: Woo. Yeah. 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 Y'all,
0: this has just been like my first ever like animated thing where i like played anything outside of like three lines like i've i've done like a line here i've done a line there but i've never like done a whole project is michael is this your first project and mary is this your first like full like feature animated project yes
2: this is this is my first ever um this is even like I've done some acting in the past, but I don't think I've ever made it to the point where I've actually gotten to be on a platform acting. So, this is like my first overall movie ever, and let alone animation project. But I think I'm nailing it, and you are too, Mary. Yes.
3: <laughs> this is my first acting thing I've done since I was Cinderella in my high school musical. <laughs>
4: I want to see that. <laughs> Please. So,
0: Blake and Ryan, same question. Is this your guys' first spearheading of like your first own animated like
4: feature? Uh, yeah, kind of. So um, I've worked on movies before and I've worked on series and I've run shows before. And Blake and I have worked together for off and on over the last like six or seven
1: years. Mm
4: -hmm. on different shows, but this is the first movie that, um, that I've directed and, and taken on by the first movie. I think Blake's been the supervising producer on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, I've been in television animation, uh, since 2005. Uh, and this is the first feature and I'm pumped about it. It's great.
0: Okay, so you know what I just realized for our listeners, Queens, because I've been so on the inside of this. I have been so excited about this. And I was just assuming that everyone even knows what we're talking about. But let me just fill everyone in. (laughs) We are talking about Arlo the Alligator Boy. This is a movie that is coming out on Netflix. April 16th. And the stunning logline for all oh, of the alligator boy is, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, someone, but I think this <laughs> is correct. A wide-eyed boy who is half human and half alligator leaves his sheltered life in the swamp to search for his long-lost father in New York City. What? That's it. A premise. <laughs> what a premise. Yeah. Who even <laughs> knows what could happen? So for... um For Blake and Ryan, what was this development process like? Like, how did Arlo come to life? What were you doing? Where were you?
4: You just like, ah, there's this alligator boy. How did it happen? It's been over a decade for me. So, um... I was I was just a, a young um, artist, and I uh, myself, like Blake, um, kind of came up as what's called a story artist in animation, which means we we do you know the storyboards, but um, on a lot of projects they're they're what's considered like board driven. So like my early uh, work, I worked on Shrek movies, and with that, like we oftentimes weren't even given a script; we were just told like, "Hey, Shrek and Donkey walk to the forest and." You know, they're going here. And then you just start writing jokes and drawing funny things. So I always write through drawing. And then one day, I don't know when the day was, but this little alligator boy started popping up and I was like, oh, he's so cute and so fun and lovable. And just had, I started digging into just, you start building a personality and all that stuff. So, um, then the whole thing came together and that's like uh, the early characters, Birdie and, and the hairball character and all these, you know, I, I kind of, but I wasn't old enough or experienced enough at the time to like put a cohesive pitch for a movie together. I tried, it was a great experience, but you know, it's a kind of like, you know, being persistent is great because I didn't nail it then. And then however many years later it was like, my wife was like, that, I like, cause that was around the time I met my wife. And she was like, you never did that project. And I loved it so much. And I was like, if someone else believes in it again, maybe I should look at it again. And so I did. And I started working on it and redeveloping it and then got Blake involved. And Blake was there when I pitched to Netflix and, you know, yeah, it was the whole thing. It just, they, they were like, yeah, let's do it. It's movie and series at the same time. It was crazy.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, I <laughs> love that you said that and not me because I didn't know if people knew about the series yet and I didn't want to be the one to like again say the thing like before it was released because like I do that like it's my job. So yeah, I'm yeah. really glad that we cleared that up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's out in the world. How exciting did you think? Okay, so was that like on like did you do it in LA like on that not to name drop but like VNS Avenue like where no yeah, is?
4: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 In that big so, intimidating building. Yeah. So did you expect to leave that pitch meeting with not not only a feature film, but a series as well. I mean that's a pretty huge thing oh to like gosh. get greenlit for both of these things no, simultaneously. I ex-
4: I, no, I expected to go back to my regular life and not <laughs> <laughs> not do either. I don't know. I was like, I, I thought it was a crazy thing to pitch a movie and, and then say and then it and a series and it's musical and and not only that, the music's gonna be like super modern and like you know, like like think Beyoncé, don't think Disney. And um And they were, Netflix was just like, right in the, like from the, before the character even came on the screen, they were like, "Mm -hmm. yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. here's the alligator.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And Blake, you were there for this? Yeah, I absolutely was. Yeah. I'll mention that. I remember in 2012 when Ryan and I first started working together um, at a different studio, uh, him saying to me, I have this character, I really want to pitch it, I really wanna make it, I think it's groundbreaking, I think people will love it, you know. And that was twenty twelve. And fast forward to when was that pitch, Kriego? What year was that? Oh three it was right before my daughter was born, so it must have been twenty seventeen. 2017. Yeah. And so fast forward to that and, and it got going and, and yeah, I was lucky enough to have been making some shows with Ryan before that and he brought me in. And, uh, and then when I met Michael, uh, Jay Woodard here, I was like, yes, that is absolutely the, the, the <laughs> voice, the character, the everything that, uh, Krigo had been talking about in 2012.
0: <laughs> uh, okay so I one thing that I wrote down for that is that I really hope the children at home are taking from this is patience, patience, 2012. It's like, I think so many people are like, you know, it was an overnight thing. It might like, no, like you've literally been visualizing this, working towards this, like in different moments of intensity, like for literally 10 years. So patience, perseverance comes up for me. That's such a massive congratulations. Like, wow, wow, wow. So one other thing that not to speak for uh, Michael and Mary, but I'm going to guess that I think this is going to be correct when I say Shrek,
4: <laughs> you guys worked on Shrek. <laughs> I love Shrek. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. It was the best place. I was, I was. And, you know, out of school and I got my, I had worked in a bunch of, you know, restaurant jobs and things, but like my first animation job, uh, they were like, yeah, so you're going to be a production assistant. And I was like, cool. And then I didn't know exactly what I it was DreamWorks. It was crazy. And then all of a sudden I walked in and they were like, yeah, so, um, the movie you're working on, we're not sure about, can you go help out Shrek? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I can do that. So um and then I just totally that that group of people um the producers on, on those projects and the artists just really like shepherded me and like helped me grow and I became a storyboard artist and you know just kept going. Wow wow wow. wow. That
0: is so major. Cool. Okay. This is kind of a question for everyone but I want to hear from Blake and Ryan first. What was it about Michael and Mary that just
4: you're like <gasps> That's it. I I hear it. I see it. I feel it. This is it. Um, I'll start with Michael because I think um, I didn't know who I didn't know who would play Arlo and I was searching for, for years, literally was just kind of thinking like, oh, that's an interesting person or that. And a lot of times it was, uh, younger talent because I didn't want the voice to, you know, he's like 15, 16 years old. And, mm-hmm. and so, and then all of a sudden, you know, by the time, cause I worked, <laughs> I was saw, it's like a grown person. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, that's not going to oh. work anymore. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I was working on the music with Alex Geringas, who is, you, you know, Jonathan, you got into work with a little bit. He's our, our amazing um, songwriter, my songwriting partner on the movie and series. And um, we were trying to figure out who are we writing for? And that's a big thing when you're writing songs that you, without knowing what, you know, like how you're crafting, who's that, what that voice is. And Alex One night, I remember it clear as day, sent me just, we always were in constant contact and he sent me a clip of Michael's audition on American Idol. And it wasn't even him singing. When I got to him singing, I was like shocked. And I was like, this is it. But it was him getting his, I always say it's it's not the golden ticket because that's when you're going to Hollywood, but it's like, it's like that little tag they give you like for a marathon, you know, like your number. So it's like, you're not even, you didn't even win. You didn't win. You didn't, you're not going to Hollywood. You're just getting in the door. And (laughs) they gave him the ticket in this, in this clip and he holds it up and he's like, yes. And the way he was so proud and so happy. And I was like, that is Arlo. Like he's just sees everything so positively. Like that's a win. Wow. It's a being there is a win being in the door. I was like, that's my guy. And so, um, so I, I we found Michael's manager and like we're like we want to meet him. We want to we want to and so we had some songs in hand and we uh we got, wow. we met up at a studio and and we recorded and I was like that's it. Like it was done. For me it was done. I had to, you know we had a lot of work with Netflix. Michael hadn't acted before. Right? I want him to play the lead. He's never acted before. Like get, but but I knew in my heart this was this was Arlo. So um you know they they followed me. We made it happen, and and even some of the audition is in the movie. That's how good he was. I mean, that's how authentic Michael is, that character is. Like Whoa. without even having acted for all I these years, that. just that some of the audition is in that is in that movie. When he's on the train with Birdie and he does the Birdie. birdie. Yeah, actually, Michael, do it. Yeah. Can you do Birdie? Um... <coughs> no, I'm doing it. Sorry, for you. okay, okay, okay.
2: Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> I'll do. It, I'll do. It. Birdie, Birdie it was like
1: something like that i don't yeah. know yes. yes i mean how do you not right yeah and so, that scene and that scene is apt, uh, is was the first scene that we put together with Mary and Michael together like uh, uh-huh. animatic where we put the storyboards with the audio and yeah. uh, and we saw the the two characters playing off of each other for the first time and and we yeah, absolutely yeah. loved it and uh, and yeah Mary uh, playing with with Michael it was it was just magic we knew it was the right duo yeah. um but yeah, yeah. Krigoff if you want to talk and about finding Mary yeah, yeah yeah and Mary
4: Mary auditioned in a more like traditional we I couldn't Find Birdie, and I and um, you know, we did a bigger casting search. Like for for Alicia, I knew I Jonathan said to uh, not to you know, put you on the spot, but I knew it was you. I was like, I was (laughs) fighting so hard from the beginning. You, I took it, took me months to get you, but we did. Um, but with with Mary, Mary came in through more like traditional auditioning um process through the casting directors and. We had, she came in later. Like we, there were, there were a bunch of auditions and I was going pouring through every single one. And I had some that I liked, but I, but I didn't, I didn't feel that passionately. And one of the things we did for, for the audition was we had a song and it was a pretty popular, um, song that, um, you know, popular artist, uh, that we had the birdie, um, auditions sing and, um, everyone did like the karaoke version, you know, off of like YouTube or whatever. And then they sang the song and Mary, From the beginning, there was this piano chord and she was singing at her piano and sang the most haunting version of this song. And I was like, I was in tears. I literally like, I got tears in my eyes and I was like, okay, this is it. And like, and I knew there was a little bit, like we had some work to do. Like we had to figure, we had to find the character a little bit still, but like, I was like, that was it, man. It was just so powerful that someone would come in and say, this is, this is who I am and then take it, you know, take it or leave it kind of a thing, but felt like that's birdie, right? So it was a very like I, yeah yeah I that's was like so I listened strange. to that it's still on my I, st- I still have it in my on my iPod not oh whatever my, my phone oh I still listen God. to that yeah
0: okay while well, that's fresh I'm just gonna like we're gonna go to Mary for a second then we're gonna roll <laughs> it back to Michael because there's a lot of things that we need to hit there yeah. this is a quick di- uh, side bar Mary. I was too very shook by Amber Glenn's rendition <gasps> on Instagram. I was gooped, <laughs> gagged, and gotten my life all together. Reigning national silver medalist, U.S. senior figure skating, just giving her lot to your music, honey. I had chills. Wow. Okay. Anyway. I died. If y'all on this have not seen that clip of Amber Glenn skating to Mary's song, You Should Run, Don't Walk. Anyway, (laughs) that's what we were saying. Mary, so you didn't hear that story. You didn't know that the way that you did the audition of Birdie was what set you apart in the way that you did that song.
3: No, I didn't know. I'm just so, I, I can't believe that. That's so beautiful.
0: I that was, was really know, gorgeous.
3: I was actually really worried when I did the song. My agent sent me the, the sheet and I was like, I'm not, I'm, this is perfect. I'm in the studio, but I didn't have that much time. I had to hurry and do it. And I was like, I don't really know this song, but I'm going to just kind of take the chords and make it my own and and just sing it. Crazy. Oh, I, I love. that. Yeah, really? That's so sweet.
0: One thing that I take from Birdie's character is that she is very like, herself and she's so lovely and she is not like everyone else so I think that that to me is like an outsider just makes so much sense I have like chills on my triceps it's just amazing and and your (laughs) performance is so I mean sometimes it makes me question my emotional intelligence because of like how into Arlo I am like I'm like because I am I like am I 11 like I'm so in it like I am (laughs) In it, when we are watching it, like I am taken away, like I am chomping at the bit to see this movie. Like, yeah. did you mean yeah. to make it for thirty-four year olds accidentally as well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so that's that. Uh, so, I, so it's not that I'm not like I am mature. I just am like a victim of great storytelling and incredible animation, and it's not my fault that we are all really just seeing this amazing work. Okay, so I answer my own question for me. I'm going back to Michael. So, Michael, yeah, yes, you are just. No, minding your own business, and then your team tells you that these guys want you to do like voice this character in this new Netflix movie.
2: Yes. I got an email from, I'll say this, I did the finale of American Idol and I think it was like A week after, or a couple days after, I got this email, Jonathan, that said that people want to get in touch with (laughs) you, and they was like, "It it said that they wanted to get in touch with your team." Actually, but like I low key didn't have a team because I got (laughs) signed to management right after um, American Idol was over. But there was no kind of like relationship because it was so quickly after the finale. So I didn't, I'm like, who do I, you know, who do I forward this email to? But I was like, okay, I do have a manager now. So let me just, you know, scramble and send it to him. And then I think a month later, we winded up meeting um, at Paramount Studios in Hollywood. And I get like, the audition process was, it, it wasn't the most easy thing. Like I did an accent Jonathan, and you know, it didn't fly over too well in my mind. So it was one of those situations where I was like, okay, Ryan, can I be myself too? Do I have to talk this way? He was like, yeah, like do it. It was like, I was trying to do this whole New Orleans thing and it it just was not good. But I was just they kind of told me afterwards, like, Michael, the part has been yours. Like, we just wanted to meet you and and come in. But I'm I'm so glad that
4: that moment kind of solidified it for you, Ryan and, and Alex. Can I tell one small story about that first meeting? That was yes. so amazing. So uh, so. We're waiting for Michael and he, here, here comes, I'm like, is he the person, you know, I, I kind of think that, and I, and I've thought that about you, Jonathan, I'm like, and you are, by the way, for anyone listening, <laughs> you are, you are that person. You're so sweet and, and positive. And I think that, you know, you, you wonder sometimes with people, you see them, you see that just a clip on whatever YouTube and you're like, is that really, can that person really be that person? <laughs> here comes Michael. He's got his little backpack on. He's got high waters and rose socks and loafers, and he's and he's shuffling and he's shuffling his feet down the street. <laughs> and he goes, "Hey!" And I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> it's really him!" And um and so we got inside and we started talking, and it was just like the like totally uh, lovely and, and amazing. And he goes, "I yeah, need yeah. to um I need to go use the bathroom. Don't worry, I've been here. I know where I know where the bathroom is." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> um, and and so I'm thinking, like, you know, Alex and I are downstairs talking. And then all of a sudden, for, for those of you who uh, get to watch the movie, Beyond These Walls is, like, one of my favorite songs. Uh, very, It's a very important song to me and to Arlo. Yes. And we hear Michael upstairs in the bathroom. He went to the bathroom to warm up, and he's singing Beyond These Walls. And we hear it reverberating through the studio. And Alex and I looked at each other, and we were like we like creeped up the stairs it was up this it was up these stairs and we like creeped up the stairs and we were like listening to him in the bathroom going oh my god this oh is it god. like it's just, it was so crazy and uh and then he came down and like knocked it out of the park it was it was insane what? but it, you. But he was warming up and I was like the fact that he not only like took took the time and like learned the song but like cared enough to go do his vocal warm-ups and do the prep and like go upstairs and practice the song before he came down and perform, I was like oh my you know that's work ethic. It's why he is where he is.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh Yeah, I like to do my vocal warm ups too before we do our songs because it's like I really need to like get into like my octaves and everything because I find when I when I don't it's like it I'm just kidding. I obviously don't, <laughs> don't sing in this musical This is a question for Mary and Michael because this is your first feature. You are, I don't know what it's called. Well, I can, I, yeah. So in a movie, I guess you're like a lead, honey. And then in like a series, you're like a series regular, honey. So you are just <laughs> really thriving, nailing these roles. What was the most, um, it's a two part question for both of you. What was, um, I and mean, Michael, you're on my screen, you're first. So I'm going to have you go first on this one. Okay. What okay. was your most challenging part of, voicing this character for the first time and what was the most exciting
2: part okay first i want to say ryan that story is freaking nuts like no and i'm (laughs) I'm mad that you didn't tell me this sooner ryan like what the heck but oh my god that's just that's amazing that's so inspiring it's so amazing i don't even remember doing that that's That's funny, but I still remember what the steps in the bathroom was. Um, But yeah, um, I I say, Jonathan, the most challenging thing. So the animation world is is different from just like walking onto a screen or, or in front of a camera and pretty much acting out. There's a lot more that goes into it technically, I think. So I would say the lines weren't the most challenging maybe Mary can attest to this. I think the laughs was was what I struggled with, And like the um like the grunting noises and like the the physical noises, you know, that had to represent oh, you moving. Totally. And no. Uh, and I think I'm good at it now. Like, I've grown mm-hmm. to a place like me and Ryan just recorded the other day. So I don't know if I'm getting better, Ryan. I don't know yet. Oh, yeah,
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely Yes. Okay, good, good, good. And
2: Blake was there. So you guys would know if I'm getting better. I think I'm getting better. But the first time around, oh my God, hmm. I thought I would lose the role just off of my, my laughs and <laughs> my grunting sounds. It was so bad. <laughs> like the running noises, like the panting. and yes. You know, um, yeah, it was, that's, the most talented. I'm going to
0: tell you how good you are at it, though, because oh, I'm going to jump in. Not as like a producer thing, but I think I, I didn't like they they were so good. Like I didn't even I was like what like they're so good I even realize because like yeah you're running but it's like I, you sounded such your character that I didn't even realize there was a person voicing it. <laughs> That's like how good you are. Yes. Thank like, <laughs> you. Wow.
2: Yeah! Wow! Thank you! Thank you! I I don't know. I think I just grew at it. Like now the panting is like, hey, hey, hey. like you know. So totally. Now, now I can't help doing. I'm just I just go to my bathroom and I'm like,
1: Ugh, uh, uh. You know, like animated life.
2: They're and like, is like, he okay in
0: there?
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. Um, I would say, though, Jonathan, the most exciting part is, I would say, just the whole acting experience all around. Like um, when I have like recording days, I get so like excited to go ahead and like read off these pages. Mm -hmm. Because when you figure out that you're actually like telling a story here that will affect, you know, I'm going to say millions of people, you know, to come in all one day, it makes you It it makes you even more exhilarated and, and happy to go ahead and and put your all it like motivates you to really put your all into the lines. And, you know, when you realize that these these are not just lines on the paper, like these are lines that are telling a story, like it just pushes you even harder to go ahead and like give your all and be expressive. And I think as an artist like it gives me another creative outlet to really, you know, be creative and to be expressive. And I think just the fact that I get to do it like all the time and I get to tell a story by using my creative expression is like one of the most exciting things to me as well. And also to have a movie that is so inclusive when it comes to music Mm -hmm. and including the music like that is so exciting. Like just these songs that I get to sing all the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, also a lot having Ryan and, and Blake and Alex just allowing me to be myself right. in it, you know, and just like do all my little nuances if I want to, and you know, use my tone that I have, my natural tone to in order to express the, the songs and the lyrics my own way. That's pretty exciting as well. Yeah. So that's what oh. I would say. I love that answer, first of all.
0: Second of all, I did have like an impending sense of. Like oh no, and you were like yeah, like you're not just reading lines off a paper. You're telling a story. I was like oh, yes. I wish someone would have told me that like eight months ago before I finished <laughs> my. I was like I was no, I'm just kidding. You
4: <laughs> <I was like, laughs> did a really good doing. job though. You do a really good job. You killed it. You killed it. I was it. like
0: I was like, are you no, <laughs> Mary? Same question. Yes. Most exciting part of voicing Birdie. Most challenging part.
3: I the first thing that. Came to my mind. So I had like a second, I had a call back with, with Ryan and Blake. And I live in Western Massachusetts in like the woods. And I, <laughs> so I drove, I drove to New York and I was like really, really excited. And Birdie's character originally had, um, it said she had a, like a Southern accent. And so I, I didn't memorize anything. I just spent the entire time trying to finesse this accent. And I got and we got to the audition and I, you know, I read like one line and then I think it was Ryan Ryan was like, hey, just don't worry about the accent. And I was like, oh, no, I feel I'm failing. I did. I did bad. I did it bad. And I I left the audition and I cried the entire way home. I was sobbing. I was like, I didn't get it. I really wanted it. You know, I was like. So I was like, you know what? I I learned a lot. <laughs> so that like those first couple days, and then I remember I got, I got a call from my agent like a couple a couple days later, and she's like, you got it, and I was like, what? Wow! I just did not believe that. So that was like that was a little bit of an emotional roller coaster. But in terms of the process, I totally echo Michael's sentiments of like doing these efforts of like when you're running, it's really like you people are around you, so you you really sound like you're like. To me, they sounded sexual. <laughs> it
1: <was really>
3: like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, this, this is funny. <laughs> um, My-
0: I do just really quickly. I have to jump in. I have to ask a follow up question, and I would be remiss, and I know everyone would be too, if I didn't ask it. We're going to need to hear, like, just a sentence of a Southern accent. Like, just, like, I just, I'm I'm really just, I'm so sorry, Mary, but please, if you could ever just give us, like, any one of, any one of those sentences, if you could remember from character, like, if if Birdie had been from the South, what would she have sounded like?
3: What do I do? You two better stay down now, don't you hear?
4: (laughs) Y'all are
0: too too cute! Oh, I feel like you started to get into something there. Like, the first one made me really laugh, and then by the second one, I started to already believe. Wow, (laughs) actressing. That was, like, meant to be more funny, but then you ended up being really good at it, which would not surprise you because you're a literal actress. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so keep going about... um, Keep going with your with your answer before I really interrupted. I'm sorry. I told you what happened. <laughs> no, no, at no. <laughs>
3: the first time, like, so I, I flew to LA to do some of the records with Michael, and it was our first time meeting, and as soon as, like, Michael came down the hallway, and I was meeting him, it was literally, like, it was, like, meeting my best friend. It was, like, meeting, like, <gasps> my mirror. Like, I'm just, I'm real extra all the time. Like, I can't really help it. I'm just always smiling all the time. And here's Michael just, like, always smiling. (laughs) And so we were just, like, immediately just, like, hugged and, like, couldn't stop, like, being near each other and laughing and making each other laugh. And then I also do, like, weightlifting. And so Birdie is, like, super (laughs) strong, you know. And at one point I, like, picked Michael up. And I was doing squats with Michael. (laughs) (laughs) That was, like, I think one of my favorite favorite
2: parts we've had yeah oh, <laughs> just cute. oh we got like no, we got nothing done do that nothing. first day
4: we got nothing done that first day these two every time <laughs> we we're, we're like playing. okay uh hang on a second we're gonna talk talk about stuff. we just shut off the mic in the room and then it's like they're uplifting each other around and I'm like oh god okay yeah. Gets, uh, we're our seats now.
0: He's like, we're <laughs> going to need an extra studio day because there was <laughs> uh, this thing happened at this. Uh, we just need one extra day. Uh, it, was it was the best. It thing. was awesome. Yeah. Not that anyone asked, but I'm going to ask myself a question now because I just have to say, because it it's just too funny. The efforting, I, there is a, I can't remember when it happens, but there is a major fight. I think it's in the movie. And mm-hmm. those effortings was, I never knew, like, like, there is so much, like, <laughs> cut, like, for me, that I was, that I, that I, like, when I first saw it, I was like, I got that in my sleep, honey. I know. And, but it's hard. It's it hard. Is. I'm noises. It is hard. You don't yeah. realize. And then, you know, the other thing that I'm going to also say, even though no one asked, um, but I'm going to ask myself the same question of most challenging. So y'all are singers. Obviously, you sing very, very well. And a big thing for me was I was like, "Okay, I'll do a musical, but like y'all aren't going to have me sing. I'm not coming on here with all these people who are like really genius singers and like trying to sing. And so. I had recorded a lot of this like in a like in a stairwell closet in my house, like mm-hmm. a, like a two foot wide by like three foot deep, like closet, like scrunched into it, like trying to keep four cats at bay, which is not easy, which is why we re recorded it in a studio, honey, because it just kept sounding worse and worse and worse. when I would like record it from my house. And But it was like COVID. So we were trying to do the best we could. And then finally, when things started to get a little better, I was able to get into a recording studio. So after not being in a recording studio for like a good like, I don't know, from, like, April of 2020 to, like, what was that, you guys? Like, a month or two ago? Yeah. One of the things that I had to do first into this recording studio is, like, I come and I say hi to everyone. And it's like, so you're going to, like, match singing, like, just one note. And because Felicia has this note where she's like, whoa, And I was like... <laughs> It's like and and so for the first like twelve seconds after hearing that I was like ooh. ooh, ooh. and then I was like Wait, oh, you're like a paid actor now like you're like literally like they believe in you like they think you can do this like you can't keep saying like like so then I was like focus commit like and there was that nice music person who you we were talking about Ryan and I was just like oh my god he's like a literal musician who like you know he didn't say like boom cat but like he was doing like the what choreography. Are to Boomcat, he was doing that with music. He was like, Yeah, you could just go like up here or like, and you're like, ah. like, you know, he's like doing like musical things. And I don't really know about any of that. And I was just like, ah. But I did it. I really just like committed and I like did my like throaty stomach growl. And wow. <laughs> and it worked.
1: So, it was everything we wanted. Yeah, it was great. Yeah.
0: So did you guys ever have to do a thing where you had to like sing to animation? Like, did you ever have to like match a song to like animation? Like for Mary and Michael, or did that ever happen? Or like, or would you sing first and then do the animation around how they
4: sang it?
3: I think we sang sang first, we recorded it first and then they made the lip flaps match us, I think.
4: Yeah, 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 particularly with the songs because you never know, like we want to give these artists the the most freedom they can when they're singing to interpret the song and own it and and embellish and do all that stuff. And so Mm -hmm. if if we record or if we animate it to like a, demo track or whatever, then we're kind of locking them into this is the performance um, and you never want to lock these two in because they <laughs> they you know, that would be a big mistake. They
0: are, honey, Mariah Carey, butterfly, honey, set <laughs> them free, honey. Okay, here, question. So, one thing, I had never, you know, really recorded like this, like not so many lines, and I'm curious, uh, for this is a question for everyone, so how many times in that booth, when you're recording, how it's like, okay, we'll listen to it, and then it's boop, 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 and then you like do the line and remember how when we would do that like i could never remember if that was the first time hearing it or the second so basically like every single line for like 6 hours at a time it'd be like this is the one we're going to listen to and then after we listen to it i'd say it when we weren't recording and it's like not the time to say it <laughs> and then every other time when it's like it's like the Go, it's like you're, it's like this is the one to listen and then say. Like, I would just be like in this dark booth, like, huh, swarm listen. in here. <laughs> That's nice. <right. laughs> like, and then, and then they'd be like, say it. Like, so did that happen to you guys too, or was that just me?
3: No, that happened oh, to me.
0: <laughs> it did?
3: Absolutely. Like, cause I, I get so sucked into the show. A, I am a I want, the only thing I want my eyes to see is Arlo the Alligator Boy. It's all I wanna watch. I am the biggest fan too. So, like, When I'm supposed to be like like putting in lines, I'm watching and I'm I forget that I'm supposed to say something. I completely agree.
0: (sighs) Did that happen to you, Michael?
3: (laughs) Y'all the it's called ADR, right? ADR.
0: Yep, yep.
2: But so Michael, that happened to you as well. It was, it was pretty, I think it was pretty rough at the beginning, but <laughs> y'all, I love you guys, but I think I did pretty good with the ADR, <laughs> but the thing about it is, John, I think it, it comes from me being good with rhythm, like I'm really good with uh, rhythm, so when, when it is the one, yeah. two, three, like immediately I went into musician. So it's like, oh, after. it's the air thing. It's the air thing. I guys. couldn't
3: do it. I was really, I had to, I couldn't do it that. I mean, I, I think I, from I, like a couple lines, but not many. Yeah. I think from therapy, it
0: was like, I've done like hypnosis in the past. And I feel like oh. once I heard those beep, <laughs> beep, beep, I was like, oh. Uh. <laughs> I almost had to, like, go harder, like, be like, girl, when you hear those beeps, like, it's your time to shine. Like, I really (laughs) had to be like, okay, so here's a question for Ryan and Blake, not to put you on the spot, but I'm doing it. Of the phenomenon that I just described, who on the cast even if they're not here, who did that the most? Like how, like who like would just be sitting there when it was like time to say their lines and you had, and then you had not, not knock. knock, knock, Is anyone home? Like, was it me?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, here's here's how I'll start to answer that. You all embodied it, uh, your characters so much that we were always rolling. We just loved you all yeah. so much, and and the improv and um, and yeah. So the ADR, uh, yes, Jonathan, I, I believe it was you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I would but, say
0: like in reality it was like I would say that that happened like I don't think I'm over Like I bet it happened like thirty percent of the time, like a third <laughs> of the time. I think I I missed. My like I got distracted,
1: but it was also much fun. And 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 I think like uh like Michael was saying, it really is about that rhythm with the ADR. It really is about that rhythm. Like you hear either yourself or if it was a scratch line that we had to throw in uh later on, you hear that rhythm. And I think you all you all three are good with that rhythm. And and it was it was successful for us. So,
4: yeah. yeah and, and to ah! be fair, in, in a world in a world outside of covid we're not doing that much ADR. Like we're doing a lot of ADR because, you know, we have a lot to make up for. So in in the, in the normal production pipeline, we're getting your original records. You don't have to think about matching the character. And then we get a couple lines in, in, at the end, but like we're doing an extreme amount because we're trying to make up for, you know, a period where we, we couldn't be in the studio. And, and that's, you know, you're doing a great job. I really enjoyed the, like, I don't know the difference between, like, if you just get to, like, say
0: the line or if you're having to match your line to, like, when the animation's already done, but I thought that was really fun. I mean, for me, I think that was the probably the hardest stuff, like, being like, okay, you can't put anything different on this because like we already did it. You just need to like match it. And yeah. I found myself like over the sentences, like I would like draw like, um, like accents and stuff to like make myself remember like what emphasis to put like on the sentence or I'd put like little lines to like wait. Cause like, like if I needed to like mm-hmm. wait a beat, which that made me feel like such a fuck darn Oscar winning <laughs> <Astros>. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was like, I am like literally Helen Mirren. I'm literally like just <laughs> drama, honey. I'm giving the drama.
2: So, okay. I think that so
0: what can, what does, I'm going to start here with Ryan and then move to Blake. What do you want people to take from this film? What do you want people to
4: experience? Um, That's a good question. I mean, as you, you mentioned earlier, like, should a 34 year old be that into this? And I think, you know, my, my goal from the beginning was always to make something that, uh, would resonate with everyone, you know, not just be like looked at as a, this is a kid's movie because it's a cartoon, but to really dig deep into, into the theme, uh, themes of the movie and to really like tell, you know, an emotionally impactful story. And so the first thing I would say to that is like, positivity. You know, I want to put something positive in the world. And I think this is a very positive movie. I think that it's, it's, you know, themes are so, and there's, and there's many themes, but like of really like owning who you are, accepting yourself, supporting each other, having, you know, positive relationships, building each other up, you know, picking each other up when we're down, all of these things that like we really need and we need it now, like, you know, for so many reasons. And so that's like the one thing that I really hope that people, you know, can, can take away from it. Because I think, you know, you just want to do something good in the, in the world. You don't want to, you know, leave it, leave it better than, than it was when you came into it, hopefully. And I think that's what, you know, I'm, I've committed my life to this art form and, and my career to it. And like, so I'm, I'm very passionate about it. And I, and that's what, you know, I hope to do with this project and everything after the trick for me now is like, Arlo is so like, I don't want to, I'm not doing my own horn, but it's so good. We did such a great job. You guys are all so powerful and so, you know, entertaining and so lovable. And it's going to be so hard to, to match what we've, what we've just created over the last few years. Cause I don't, I don't know what that is right now. It's like, I can't see anything other than this. It's just, you know, it was, it's a really, really special project with really special people who really like everyone showed up so positive and really put everything into it and you don't get that with you know we're so lucky in this Mm -hmm. time to like be able to not only work but to work with people who really like believe in what we're working on and knowing that at the end we're going to have something really positive to put into the world like that's that was so special to me so
0: yeah Yeah. I have to add to that really quickly I'm sorry Blake you know that you're used to me talking over you before you can talk you've been working (laughs) with me for months um (laughs) To add to that, I, one thing that I like, I obviously I think people think of me as a positive person. And so often people bring this idea up of like, you know, how do you stay so positive? And I think that a lot of times we misconstrue like positivity with being saccharine or like not mm-hmm. acknowledging difficulties or grief, uh, feelings of abandonment, feelings of whatever is, you know, because we all have things that we've been hurt by. And that. To experience that doesn't mean that you're not being positive, but I really like the way in the movie and in, in the series, you are not, you're tackling issues. I mean, you are tackling Mm -hmm. burnout, working fatigue, all, like all sorts of things that are like complex issues. I mean, that's part of like what my character kind of went into, but I love how it's, it is, it is complex. It is loving. It is everything that you just said. It's positive, but it's also not, not acknowledging some of the things that people go through. And I just, I love how you've chosen to tell these stories and and craft these stories together. So very much hats off to you for that. And it really is positive. It's everything that you just said. That's amazing. Blake, yes, please answer the same question.
1: Absolutely. First off, thank you so much Uh, uh, for for everything you just said there. Um, When I read the script that that Ryan and Clay Seneschal wrote, um, all the positivity that was in there was so inspiring. And I think we needed it at that time. And as we were starting to produce this movie, and covid hit and and everything else from 2020 hit and um and we just really felt like we we were doing something special and i what i want to to come out from this is the message of you know embrace others for everything that they are and do good and i think Mm. that's in the movie and i think we keep pushing it in the series and yeah that's 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 where where i feel Arlo is strongest
0: michael and mary same question what do you hope people take
2: from this movie um uh May, you wanna go first? You want me to go you first? You go
3: first.
2: Oh, I mean. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think I want people to take away just I'm grateful that I get to be a part of something so positive. Because like Ryan said, I think in the times today we need um positive content more than, you know, <clears throat> things that make you look at life in a negative way. I think we get that enough. So I think that just have being a part of something that can be so uplifting and will be um, so uplifting is just the positivity. I want people to take it away from. And also like the life lessons in it, like Jonathan, going back to when you said like, 34, like uh, 34 watching this feeling like they're 11. I think that's one of the special parts of this movie. And I've said that for the longest time because I just feel like it's not just for 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Maybe we are soon getting to the cutoff date. I think that is, uh, that's like so irrelevant now. I feel like this this movie is geared toward every age because there's such um, social... um, I guess, topics that a, a young person wouldn't be able to even relate to a lot of the time. I feel like more adults would be able to relate to some of the topics like just self-discovery. And, you know, um, what did you touch on, Jonathan, the the fatigue or work? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah burnout, burnout yeah. and things like that. Like those are such universal topics that are not just not just geared toward children, but geared toward every Mm -hmm. age range you know so i think just like just the life lessons of patience and self-discovery is something that i want people to take away from this and also the joy as well that um the music will bring and and all of that i want people to take that away from it too Mm -hmm. yeah and love and happiness and peace and positive all of that
3: That's so beautiful. Yeah. I think I think for me obviously I have like sort of a um my personal stake in it is that Bertie's a, a fat lady. Like she's a fat girl and there's one thing that like got me really emotional reading the script is that there wasn't a single fat joke. There wasn't anything having to do with her weight. It was just like she's just a strong vegan like like <laughs> sweetheart that just like has a song in her heart and and is looking for friendship and like finds that in Arlo. And so I think I have such a tie to her and a personal, like I have a personal stake here because I wish that I had seen someone like Birdie when I was a kid to know that I didn't have to be on a diet to be happy or find friendship or like have a full vibrant life. And so that to me is like, I hope someone personally takes that, you know, away but like I think the the theme of chosen family is also like like relevant to me as like a queer person but so many other people uh, have you know fraught relationships with their families and so to be able to see you know these like really like this whole group of weirdos like this absolute misfits that find each other and make a home is something that's just so it's so beautiful. And I, I, it reminds me of, um, yeah, it just, it reminds me of Jack Halberstadt is a writer. He has a book called the queer art of failure. And I just feel like that it's kind of embracing your, you being a weirdo and like, and, and we all get to find each other and, and be and find home, you know?
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> Full crying. Like, didn't see like such an emotional answer at the <laughs> end. Um, Wow. I will say I listened to follow me home like 27 times yesterday, ever since I found out that it was on Spotify. Like it's it's kind of been an interesting mix because it's a lot of like Meg the Stallion and then follow me home. It's, it's kind <laughs> of like follow me home was like my palate cleanser. And then I go back to get yeah. my to get my dance on. So this is the part of the podcast where um it is your moment. Like you went to, I don't know if anyone's yogis here, if anyone participates in yoga. But sometimes there's this thing at the end of class in, in my favorite studios where they say, okay, it's like yogi recess. Cause like maybe you wanted to go do headstands or you wanted to do like triangle pose, but they weren't teaching it that day. And you're like, oh, I fucking came all the way over here. And like, I didn't get to say what I was trying to say. So this is your moment. Uh If you would be remiss to share anything that you did not get to share. Uh, I think we should go in... Actually, this is how we're going to do this, because we've never done this before. I just wrote a number. I just wrote a number between one and ten. Everyone has to guess. Closest without going over decides who answers the question in what order. This is really Drag Race. It's really RuPaul. It's really... I'm obsessed. Okay. Everyone gets their number between one and ten. Closest without going over wins. Two. Five. I was going to
1: say two.
0: Eight. Seven.
2: As if, uh, I said five.
0: Mary won. Mary was won. It, it was seven. It was seven. seven. I have it written life. down. I have it written right, there you go. right here. There it is. Do you <laughs> see? Seven. So it was seven.
3: Hope. It was literally
0: seven. So, Mayor Bear, who <laughs> yeah. would you like to do Yogi Recess? You can select the order.
3: Ryan is the uh, genesis of our law. Ryan. I think Ryan should go first. Yes,
4: right. So, I'm just going to do some stretches, right? No. No, I, you know, um, it's
1: been a crazy, it's been a
4: crazy, uh, it's been a crazy few years, but it's been a, it's been a crazy couple of weeks getting to the end here. I'll probably cry, but just so you guys know, I do. We, we all cry oh. a lot. Mary, yep. Mary and I started crying. Like she, I met Mary, we just, it was like tear fest. So you just, cry, you know, yeah. I'm not afraid of it. But I, so if I start, if, if you're listening to this and you st- he's like, <laughs> why isn't he talking? He's crying. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, we put so much into this and, and we, and now we're at the, we're, we still have some work on the series, but we're at the end of the, of the movie and yeah. you just go like, oh my God, like everything, you know, you pour, I, I, I poured everything I can into this. So I I don't have anything left to give the movie right now. I think I you know, I'm happy that we we've done it. I'm I'm like I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud of of everything. But I, and I have nothing that I could do different now because I feel like I gave everything to it. So, I'm very proud of myself for that, but I'm so proud of just like the relationships and the people that have stepped up to to give their lives, their spirit, their energy and their time and, and, you know, to see the value in in what we're doing because you just too often kind of go like, you know, I want to make something and I want to make something so I feel cool. or I want to make something that I like or whatever. This project really got away from me like early on, you know, it became everyone else's and it just, and I just was like Mary said, I was kind of, I was just like holding on to like everyone's hands going like, where are we going now? You know, like, um, Let me let me help keep us on track, but like it's everyone's at this point, and I'm so freaking proud of like you know this group of people coming together and just and and putting you know I mean these songs, Jonathan, you know like I listen to it all the time, and I'm like never have done anything so good, you know, never have I made anything so good. And it's just because I believed in these people, the process, and the and and embraced. The you know the contributions and collaboration of all these people like Michael and Mary and and yourself and Blake just to allow that process to to flourish and become something special and I know now that like I've seen it on a small level it's affecting people in a in a way that is beyond my control and a, in a good way I think it, it's touching people's lives already and there's like you know even if it's like the 20 or 30 or whatever that have gotten into it so far that are like really passionately posting about it online and stuff like mm-hmm. that's okay. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, but there are people it's, it's, it's affecting their lives and and it's affecting them in a good way. And so um, I just want to say, you know, I couldn't be more proud of, of bringing this group together and just being, you know, getting to do that in my life. Like that's a, this is, you know, so special. So that's, that's like, I guess my, my final piece is just like, <sighs> what a what an amazing journey from like ten years ago to when this movie comes out and and to get to like work with all of you and 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 do this thing has been so cool, so
0: wow, it's almost there oh.
4: I know I know it's crazy,
0: God
1: Mary, who goes next
3: oh oh, Blake, I want you to go next
1: oh goodness, um I too I think. I think um Ryan definitely hired uh on a crew and and cast people that all cry we all <laughs> we, we all share our emotions so also just like ryan said if uh if people listening if you hear a pause it 's because i 'm trying to catch myself but um I think uh, I'm just so happy that I got to help my friend um, make his original and there's there's that little emotion <laughs> um, help my friend make his original uh, from when he first talked about it to now. it's been an, um, an amazing and magical story and character, and I think uh, it really speaks to the strength of that story and Arlo and Birdie and Felicia and Tony and Marcellus and Aaliyah and anyone else I'm forgetting from, <laughs> from the, uh, from Arlo, the alligator boy. But I think it speaks to the strength that, that, that all of us, you know, actors, um, animation, uh, people alike, we can all find our ourselves in the story and really mm-hmm. connect. And I definitely, I definitely found my, my connection early on and just, I'm so happy to see like now it's going to be out and, and again, just all the emotions of that. But um, I just want to repeat what Crigo said about I've never made anything this good. And, uh, and it's amazing. You're all a part of that. It's it's all because of all four of you and the whole amazing crew. Um, and I want to say that the amazing crew, like I said, Ryan hired people that fit the show that they're, they're, They're heartfelt. They're smart. They're, they're emotional. They, they just want to tell the best story just like you all did too. So never made anything so good 2012 to now. And, uh, and yeah, I'm just so happy about it.
3: Uh, Well, I'll i share, I'll share. And then Michael, I think you should close us out.
2: Okay. That's what I
3: think. Um, well, and then Jonathan, are you going to say, are you going to say too, You'll say.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, if you want me to, you're <laughs> the one who won the, the Price is Right challenge. So this is really, you know, it really is Drag Race. I put the hosting responsibilities on you. Like one of the participants. All stars. It's all stars rules.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I. uh The first time I went to the studio, I was. Like floored by just like the sheer magnitude of how many people were involved. And it's like, I don't know, I had this idea of how animation worked, but there's really it's so many people come together to make this yeah. thing. This it's like it's 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 insane. It's that this many people have put their whole hearts and souls and selves into making this piece of art you know and and like that that's magic that's what magic looks like to me and I I just I hope I hope there's a really strong takeaway of of family and 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 hope and joy and and I hope everybody that worked on it knows how crucial and important they are to the process you know I feel like I feel like actors sometimes get to be like sort of the surface of like, it's about me. It's about, you know, it's about us, but it's really like, it took like how many people, like, honestly, like how many, there's so many people involved in it that it's bonkers. And I think you can feel all of the care from all over in each part of like the, the lines, the, the, you know, the, eyebrow movements. Like it's just amazing, you know? And and I just feel really lucky to have been a part of it to help facilitate telling such a um such a precious story.
2: I just want to say um being being as though this is my first like, you know, it's my first movie ever animated um I guess film whatever. It's my first movie. I'm so blessed to have this opportunity. And I want to thank you, Ryan, and I want to thank you, Blake and Alex, if you're watching this podcast, which (laughs) I know he will. I want to thank you guys for allowing me to come on and and voice A character that is so special to me and will be so special to people around the world Um, and just allowing me to be the the main character like that's huge, you know, for me and I just want to say thank you guys for trusting me and trusting my ability to bring the character to life and give the character Character. So thank you guys so much for that opportunity. I'm so appreciative. I just want to say I know this movie is going to change lives. I always say that. And I say it so much where it might become it might be becoming a cliche at this point because I say it so much. But I just know what it's going to do in the lives of young people and the lives of people young and old, because it's like I i turn to my mom and she's getting emotional while watching the movie. I turn to or I FaceTime my grandmother. And she's getting emotional, you know, watching the movie. So I just know the weight that this the weight of positivity and joy and and um, I guess message and hope this movie carries. And I, I just don't take it lightly. And I'm so blessed to be a part of something like this. Um, I just want to say I have the best castmates ever Mary I love you and Jonathan (laughs) I love you too you guys bring such um I guess distinctivity to your roles like when Ryan when I no, for real Jonathan you do when Ryan said um a while ago like you guys make the characters what they are like it's it's true like I couldn't imagine Imagine what Felicia would sound like if it wasn't voiced by Jonathan. I couldn't imagine what Bertie would sound like if it wasn't um, voiced by Mary. I couldn't even imagine what Arlo would sound like if it wasn't voiced by me. Oh. I, I get so, like, in my mind, I get so creeped out because as soon as I walk in the session, I start to talk and I'm like, oh, this is the same voice that's in the movie. Or like... <laughs> When I watch the movie, I I start having dialogue with somebody and I'm like, oh, God, please stop. This is like what's going on. This is like the voices in the movie. And like you guys are just doing it. Um, I'm so blessed once again to be a part of this project. And I just can't see can't wait to see the outcome that it brings to everybody's lives. I'm so excited. So I will just say that
0: I think, you know, in this in this uh, recording, Mary, when you answered, you know what I said? Like, what is every, what do you want everyone to take from this? I had not been able to articulate it in that way. And it brought so much tears to my eyes. But when I think about, um, all of the, all the shows that still stick with me so closely, I think about like Doug. I think about Rugrats. I think, I mean, yeah. cause I watched Rugrats from the time I was like six to like now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I don't remember. I mean, there are so many um, facets to this story that Mm. are, it's, it's, it's not only what the story is about, but it's also what the story is not about. And that is so important. And I think that it does have this, this community and this connectivity that does unite so many people against so, you know, from so many different age ranges and walks of life. And I just think that is so, that getting to folks when they're young is so good and so important, especially with a lot of these messages, um, which are really about love and chosen family and community and, you know, helping out and being of service. Um, also setting boundaries, which is like so important for us to be able to talk about. So yeah. just hats off. I'm so honored to be a part of this project as well. Um and I think, you know, not to sound like Jade from America's Next Top Model, although her character was everything, um, I think I can speak for, you know, Mary, Michael, and I thank you for believing in us. And thank you for giving mm-hmm. us a chance to bring a story so near and dear to your heart to life. Um, It is. I mean, I, I'm glad it didn't take another year, but had it taken one more year, it would have been 10 years. It's like nine years is a long time. <laughs> um, so just thank you all so much for including us. And thank you so much for coming on Getting Curious say I love you all so much. You got to follow all these people there. Um, where to follow them will be in the link in the episode description below. So thank you all so much. We love everyone so much. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you. Thank you Thank you. So thank you. So
3: much. Much. Yeah, yeah, thank
0: You've been listening to Getting Curious with me, Jonathan Van Ness. My guests this week were Ryan Kriego, Blake Lemons, Michael J. Woodard, and Mary Lambert. You'll find links to their work and the new Netflix film Arlo the Alligator Boy in the episode description of whatever you're listening to the show on. Our theme music is Freak by Quinn. Thank you so much to her for letting us use it. If you enjoyed our show, introduce a friend, see vu play, if you please, in French, and show them how to subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CuriousWithJBN. Our socials are run and curated by Emily Bosick, and on those socials, we are following our past guests, We're keeping our eyes on new news stories that we're interested in and following. Follow us there. There's a lot more going on. Our editor is Andrew Carson and our transcriptionist is Alita Vunsha. Getting Curious is produced by me, Erica Ghetto, and Emily Bosick.